A lot of people froze during the pandemic. Jessica Gutierrez was moved to action, big time. She created Buddy System MIA along with others. Listen up to hear all about it. Like a sparrow building shelter with branches for its young. My mother built a nest with love for her little ones. My grandfather told her, doesn't matter what you have. The only thing you need for life is each other's helping hands. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Spread your wings and fly, you can always come back to rest. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Wherever you may go to grow, this will always be your home. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Never the Empty Nest. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jackie. And Vanessa's not here today, unfortunately. Um, but we have a guest. Jessica Gutierrez. Jessica, welcome. Jessica is a director of outreach for Buddy System MIA, a non-for-profit organization found in March 2020 in response to uh, the needs of the Miami community due to COVID pandemic. Uh, we're going to get into that because it's a great organization that helps a lot with food insecurities in households, etc. But um, the way we usually start this, Jessica, is we kind of all just check in with each other and talk about our day or our week, what we're doing, what we're feeling. So um, we'll start with our guest, Jessica. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. How how are you doing? How's your day like? In three words, arroz con mango. That's how my day has been like so far. <laughs> uh, running around Miami like a crazy lady, pero todo bien, todo bien. That's great. Awesome. Mom, what's going on with you? Well, I am um, equal parts overly excited because we're Carlos and I, my husband, are taking a day and a half off work. And we're going to, locally, we're just going to drive out and, and just uh, try to chill for a couple of days, which we haven't really taken any time off since 2019. And then obviously, on the flip side, struggling with my overcommitted days and trying to make sure nothing is left undone before I drive out, but uh, super excited. I'm hoping, Mom, that no one interrupts you because every time you try to chill... <laughs> So fingers crossed you guys deserve some time off this is why we only we're doing one i mean because then we're going to melt it uh, melted with the uh with the weekend uh who not necessarily is always time off but then we think that it'll be like three and a half days of really time off and uh and so i'm super excited about that as you should be yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm just getting ready to see you soon, Mom, because I'm going to see you when you get back. Um, I live in LA, as a lot of you know, but I am going to Miami for a week. Just me without the kiddos or hubby just to do, um, I'm going to be performing in a Freedom for Cuba event. And so I'm singing with some really cool artists, all Cuban, Cuban-American rappers and singers and performers. So I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but excited. I'm super excited. It's for a good cause. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just like practicing that. And uh, I've been binge watching Working Moms. Have you guys heard of that on Netflix? It's funny. Anyways, that's what I'm up to. Binging. And then I started to watch Euphoria and I had to take it off because that show is traumatizing as a parent. 
to watch. Wow. Um, anyways, that's that's me in a nutshell this week. I'm excited because Nikki's coming and actually we're going to drive in on Sunday and go straight to the airport and pick her up. So that's like... Yeah, and I haven't seen you since super holiday, which is insane. Too long. It's my fault because we usually go back and forth and Nikki's been traveling here a lot and I have a couple of special projects that have actually consumed me and I, I can't I can't leave. But I'm super excited to hear... Jessica, because uh, there are a few things about this program that I mm -hmm. love. First of all, it's a baby program. <laughs> so it's a baby nest because they just started in 2020. And then these, we're going to be hearing about food injustice and food assistance. And they've done this amazing thing, which they have merged artists and more excited than that is that they are Miami artists with community organizers. And then there's these community fridges. Yeah, it's amazing. And I am mesmerized by that concept because of the idea that is free, healthy, beautiful food inside a beautiful fridge. So I've seen them. They're amazing. So, Jessica, we turn it over to you. Tell us, if you can, how you started, what interested you in this project, what is it that you do? We're super excited to hear about this. Well, I'm excited to share um, a little bit about me. I'm Cuban-American, first generation here in Miami. I love Miami. I ride for my city. It's 305 <laughs> till we sink. Um, I always say that because I'm like, 305 till we die or we sink, whatever comes first. I am obsessed with this city. It's a city that for a very long time, I, you know, being able to be back at home with family in Cuba, like I almost feel like I always felt like where is home? And then now in my 20s, I'm like, wow, my home is Miami. Like this is my city. This is who I am. And so the city that welcomed us, you know, and so for me, that is something I take very personal and I dedicate my life to serving Miami, our working class to making sure that our city is the better city, best city in the world. That's literally like my life path. My journey and my career is always with that in the forefront. And so the fact that Buddy System came to be is not uh, nothing. I'm not surprised, right? Like it's to see it grow the way that it has grown does surprise me. But to see me in this line of work and see our community kind of coming together, we have like some special people in the city. But we started back in March of 2020. Wow, which is kind of crazy because that's it was two years ago and it feels like it was yesterday. But in the journey around March, I met Kristen in January. Kristen Guerin is the co-founder of Buddy System. Me and her founded it together. But we were on a phone call one day and we were kind of wondering what the next few months were going to look like. We were kind of questioning what was happening, right? Like, I don't know about y'all, but when they were like, we're going to close things down, for us, it kind of hit me. Like, I was like, what is happening, you know, ¿qué, qué está pasando? like, what are the measures that are going to be taking, being placed to take care of our people? And what I realized was that nobody was going to save us. Like, that's the T is that like, nobody was going to save us. We were going to have to find a way to build and take care of ourselves. I lived in little, many areas of Miami, Hialeah, Kendall, Little Havana, uh, Alapata. I was currently living in Little Havana. 
And in my building, there was a bunch of elderly people, elderly, undocumented, documented. And I was just sitting there again, having this phone call with Kristen and she was going through the same thing. And she was like, what are we going to do when with the community with food and like even folks who are immunocompromised, folks who have cancer, who right, who are elderly, folks who are pregnant, right? These are all people in our community who we kind of didn't really have anything in place. Um, and so our line of work began in mobilizing and organizing basically folks to go do grocery runs for neighbors. I love it. It started with my building. And then we shortly realized that like more people needed this service, right? Like more viejitos were calling me you know now el esperanza was our first phone call and esperanza called me and was like i have another person who is in need of support you know in another building so we just started realizing that a that was needed and then second of all we were like how can we kind of open this up for other neighbors to support neighbors uh, and so someone i don't know how this happened we weren't even established we were just doing this ourselves for our neighbors and someone wrote a Miami News Time article and that is how we ended up having 5000 wow. volunteers like people just were like hey i'm healthy i'm at home i can go do groceries like so it was grassroots organizing happening right me and Kristen got together i remember it was funny because we were everything obviously things everybody was in lockdown uh, and me and her didn't even see each other the entire time. We were working all through internet, partnering people up. Uh, and so what would happen was someone would call us like, Hey, I'm in need of, of, you know, of gross, a grocery run. And then we would, we started, we creating like a, created an Excel sheet, very simple, very like no rocket science. Um, and we would partner. So if you lived in a certain area, we would connect you with someone in that area that needed, you know, uh, so food insecurity, anytime someone has uh, any struggle or wall to get access to food, they're experiencing food insecurity. And so that's, that is, if you can't go to the grocery store because you are immunocompromised, that's someone who's already mm -hmm. experiencing food insecurity. And so, yeah, we ended up again getting calls from all over South Florida. Wow. And from there, it's interesting because three months in things kind of shifted and now we were getting phone calls of people not being able to afford groceries mm. you know it makes sense right with the timeline like people were you know basically like hey i i lost my job right they don't have money coming my food in stamps mm -hmm. yeah my food stamps are not going to be coming in for another month right like a lot of people for the first time had had to even navigate that right so it was just a lot of layers to like food insecurity. And when you start learning about food insecurity, you, re you realize that that's the tip of the iceberg. Like now into this, today, today's day, people are experiencing like a plethora of other, other issues. And like, again, food insecurity is just like the tip of the iceberg. But these were things that we were learning as we went. And going back to the summer of 2020, we realized that like, folks couldn't like i said afford their groceries anymore and so we were like what do we do 
you know, so we started collaborating with other community members. For example, there was an organization called Food Plug. They would send money to folks who needed food. We started collaborating with churches. Their food distributions, I'm sure you heard about a lot of food distributions happening in Miami. We were able to send volunteers there. So now the volunteers didn't have to go to Publix and do a grocery run. They can just go straight mm-hmm. to a food distribution. So things kind of shifted. There was those... Uh, you know, buddies that were able to still afford their groceries. But then there was like this new group of people that were coming to us for resources for food. And so we, as an organization, have have always shifted and evolved to the needs of the community. And that was the need of the community three months in, which again, makes sense with the pandemic, right? Like, I love how it started so simple, like the, the simple thing that we should all be doing, right? Neighbors helping neighbors and that it all just people instinctively or just out of their own will wanted to help others. And I just think, and there's also a lo- so many young people now, because we spoke a few weeks ago to Asha Walker from Health in the Hood. I don't know if you've heard of them or her. She's great too. So I just see all these young women, young men, young people really, really getting out there in their communities and connecting people and helping people. And it's just what life is all about, man. I, I just love this. I love that it started that way. Uh, Mom, it looked like you had a question and I jumped in. As I was listening to you, Jessica, I think it's, and, and it has to do with what Nikki's saying, um, you didn't waste any time <laughs> having a business plan. You know, <laughs> here's this organization. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? You know, you just threw yourself in to the work. And you said it evolved and, and it's dynamic and, and you move with a need as the need comes in. I think those are concepts that part of our society is missing, mm-hmm. which is going with a flow in the real sense. But some people think that going with a flow is just, oh, you don't care, you do what you... No, it's what presents itself and you go with that need or that opportunity. In that moment. And it's beautiful to see how this generation, I always believe that each generation is better than the next, than the one before. I'm sorry. Are you here? Some people in my own generation, you know, the P, they're not the same. I think they're only better. I have a, a good friend, a sister friend. Her name is Berta. And we, when we were in college, we used to go and we had this agency, and I don't remember, it was volunteer work agency that gave us, gave us a list of the elderly who did had a need, right? They didn't have anyone to do their groceries, or they didn't have, we didn't supply the food, which is an amazing thing that you guys are doing. But it's great to see that so many years later, this generation, which is yours, is doing so much better than than actually what I believe that we ever did, right? And you said one beautiful thing, that it was up to us, to you, you know, to save our city and that Miami was your home. And I always say that, you know, that Miami is my country because this is where I am. This is where I was raised. Um... And so it's such a, such a beautiful thing. This is my patria, okay? Yeah, like, yeah you I see, love- ay, linda, tan bella. <laughs> I, I am so, you know, I almost, I almost had a cry ball when I read that, uh, first of all, that artists are, because uh, I, I mean, people think art is an elective. It's not an elective. Art is life. Life is art. I mean, what do we do without art? And what you've done is to bring these 
Miami artist. I am so very proud that you can say that. And these fridges, please tell us about. I've seen them, guys. You have to go on their website. Yeah, how did that come to, to life? How did how did you connect art? Are, are you yourself an artist or? I'm a, I'm a spill the tea. I'm a spill the tea. I'm excited. So, Spill a girl. First of all, um, I think that I wanted to make a comment about like, yeah, we live in a very individualistic society. And I think that for me, especially in moments of chaos, like the pandemic, I wanted to be a catalyst to bring people together. And that's why for us, it's so important, even to this day, neighbors supporting neighbors. Like so many people were like, I didn't even know, I didn't even know my neighbor. Yeah. And I did, and I'm going to the grocery store anyways, might as well pick up some things. I'm healthy, let's go, you know? So I wanted to make a comment of like, yes, like being mindful, like when we can land at hand. Like to this day, there are still people who are getting together with their neighbors because of that experience. It's been two years and I'll get a call randomly. It'll be like, Hey, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still friends with my buddy. We have dinner. Now that the pandemic is over, they're vaccinated. And I'm like, that is so beautiful to see people still continue to keep these relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to say, so why did the fridge happen? All right. We're in the pandemic. I'm realizing people need, now they're ex- ex- struggling to pay for their groceries. We start sending people to food distributions and we start realizing that our network is getting so big that we need to host our own food distributions. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We end up connecting with, because we were having to depend on, on churches and other people for our food. And we were like, wait, how do we, how do we like cut the middleman? And what we did was become a nonprofit. So that's why we have to become a nonprofit. It was because we wanted to qualify for grants. We wanted to qualify for food donations. And we could only do that by becoming a nonprofit. Right. At that moment, it's it's July of 2020. My partner has to move to the Bronx, right, for a job. It's in, He's a doctor. He, it's in the middle of the pandemic. Lots of people were Ooh. struggling in New York. They sent him over there. And I go over there to visit because I imagine I've been dedicated since March. I'm like stressed. Me, me voy pa allá, literally a weekend. And I'm scratching my head trying to figure out what are we going to do next? Because I need to become a nonprofit because I'm, I'm seeing so much happening in Miami. And I'm just like, what are we going to do next? And I'm walking down the neighborhood in the Bronx where he's staying. And I see a fridge on the street saying, take what you need, leave what you can. I love it. And that's when I feel like that was like God sent. I swear to God, that day I was stressed so much. Like I'm a very um, empathetic person. I was getting a lot of phone calls. Like, oye, gente mayore that were like, I haven't eaten in like two days. Like I'm scared to go to the grocery store. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. That's so sad. You know, like heavy stories, undocumented families who were like really struggling out here. And for me, I was just like, where are we going? Like, what do we do next? You know, and I was like, I'm a person, a very spiritual person too. And I remember I was like, Diosito, please put it like, what, where are we going next? What do I do next? How do we, and I stumble upon this fridge and it literally felt like it was a message from source. It felt like this is exactly where we're going with next. This is what Miami needs. 100%. I love what it represented because it was more of like a space where we can all gather to take what we need, leave what you can. Let's bring the community. We all need to take accountability, right? For each other, to take care of each other. It's a moment where like you can go drop off something, you can go pick up, you know, like I just love the idea of like, it's a fridge that it's for the community, right? Like I love that. Of course, we were like, let's collaborate, you know, with our Miami artists, let's beautify, let's use this opportunity to beautify our neighborhoods as well. And also like 
to spread the word. And what is a better word than a piece of art? What is a better way to spread a message than through, you know, our community, right? I love it. Obviously, we can't show you a fridge here on this podcast, but go yeah. look at them. Go look it up. I, and I don't know if some of you have seen the Dolce and Cabana fridges, which cost a fortune. And it's nothing like th these are fridges are so beautiful in every way. They feed the human, feed the soul. It's a an amazing part of everything that you're doing now. And it, it, it helps us and it's promoting the artist too yeah as a lot of artists that were brand new so our first artist was actually natalie galindo she did the fridge in overtown she's a super talented artist here that i felt like deserves to be more seen in in the space in in our miami community she is a cuban colombian woman here in miami and she did a beautiful piece of like beautiful work so it was also a moment for us to like recognize the artists who are here the you know the smaller artists but also are you know our artists that are can of like can open doors for others because now mm -hmm. what i love about all the artists who have done fridges they've almost made like a network and they have supported other artists in the community like so many people have had questions and they've reached out so they've made like this beautiful community and some of the artists we have vanessa gomez did our richmond heights fridge Art Love Trapped at our little Haiti um, fridge. He's a uh, Haitian American artist. Louis Rosman, he did our little Haiti. Personally, one of my favorites. I have I don't have favorites, but I love Louis Rosman. He's a Haitian artist. Un señor que es un amor. Um, Reina Noriega, she is another amazing friend of mine and also amazing artist. Alex Yanis, a Cuban artist from here. Helene, Vic Garcia. Atomic, A-Hole, like all these members of our community, when we, mm -hmm. they could have said no. And when we called them up, they were like, let's go, you know? And for, for me, that was, yeah, it was amazing. So then another question was, how are we going to make this happen? You know, right? Like mm -hmm. for us, it was like, it's great to have the idea, but obviously we don't have the funding, right? Right. Yeah, that was a journey in itself. We actually were able to put 10 fridges because of a whiskey brand who donated the funds to us. And it was awesome, you know, like that's how we made it happen. Who would have known, but that's what gave us our start, you know, to continue to do this work. Amazing. And as you talk, I'm thinking, right? Here you are, right? You're this beautiful uh, baby nest, right? Going into the bigger nest, into the community and creating these groups and creating these relationships. And here are most of us thinking, I don't have enough toilet paper. And being obsessed, the community at large, going to the grocery store because over and over again, we needed to have, I don't know uh, how many rolls of toilet paper. You know, it's such a contrast. I guess we lose sight and we lose faith that where there's a need, you know, the help arrives, right? And this is a, a beautiful example of that. I always say this, but like when people are talking about, because what you're doing, because you say you're, a, you know, a spiritual person and, you know, there's a lot of religious, quote unquote, religious people, super Christian people that go to church every Sunday and, and you know, can spew out Bible verses, but church is what you're doing every day. Like for me, it's the service you do to others the helping those in need, that is like, that is what Jesus was trying to tell us, right? Like go out there 
and help each other, be there for each other, love each other. You know, that is real religion to me, like church. Now now that we are at, uh, God willing, the tail end of this pandemic, right, which actually uh, in unprecedented times of, of this pandemic, uh, uh, very bad times, you, you see that, that the best of humanity can surface as it did with you and, and your partners at the buddy system. How do you see or how do you guys see yourselves now post-pandemic uh, with this amazing venture? I mean, where... Uh, I love that you're not going to have the entire answer because I am sure that that you, knowing what you explained and knowing how you work that you let it evolve and you respond to the need. Are there any ideas brewing in regards to how are you going to continue doing that, this, or uh, how are you going to continue? Um, where's it going to go? So I think we're going to stay, stick with, we currently have, oh my God, we literally have like 10 and I think we're going to stick with 10. And I think that Uh, it's a lot of work uh, that we mm -hmm. obviously did not understand until you're here and you're experiencing and it takes a lot of work. I mean, fridges are constantly out of service and then you have to go and get them fixed. And there's, there's always a, a plethora of things. Sometimes we have to move fridges because we realize it wasn't the perfect location. And so I think 10 for us is, is good for now, especially because we make sure that every fridge has, we call them location supervisors, but it's just someone who lives by the fridge who anything that we need, they are like our volunteer that's on call. But it is a lot of work. It's a lot of organizing that, again, a lot of us have other jobs, right? So right. this is all of our part-time now. We don't even make that much money, right? A lot, Most of the money and the funds that we have received now go straight to the community. And so for a lot of us, like it's been kind of like me trying to figure out, like I also have a career that I'm trying to go after, which is very much in line with this, but kind of balancing both, right? Like this is our part-time. I don't think people realize that we're a very small team. I think from the outside, we look, we're a very little nest and people from the outside think we're like a big nest, you know? And like, mm -hmm. we're like this super funded organization, but really it's like a bunch of volunteers who kind of like the most dedicated volunteers are the ones who are like still with us and get reimbursed. And, you know, Fania used to be a volunteer. Now she's part of the team eric is our um coo you know like volunteers who were like kind of stuck on and we were like let's go on this journey and they all have other jobs maintaining these fridges now is actually your your goal which is something you started it's worked and so not losing this it's a big deal it's a big deal to be able to create something make it work and now it's like a i i don't know like like a property like like a business it's maintaining mm -hmm. it right mm -hmm. right so that's a great thing yeah a lot of people don't realize we have other programming we have a homebound food access program what we do with the homebound food access is like give other resources like i don't think a lot of people also they only see the fridges but for example like That's what we were doing in the, when I told you, like in the beginning, we were connecting folks with resources. That's our home of food and it's still going. Like we always get people like, just last week, I got a phone call of someone that was like, hey, like I haven't eaten in, in three days. Like these are typical calls. And, and what do we do? We have emergency funds for that, right? Like people can call us and we have collaborations with grocery stores where we go pick up 
food and we have a volunteer drop it off. We have gift cards that we can give when Dixie Publix, right? Like we have found ways here and there. I think right now uh, we are struggling because we actually won our biggest grant, which we're really happy about. Um, mm. But it doesn't come in until August. Oh, wow. And so yeah, right, right now, a lot of us, I'm doing a lot of unpaid work. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles, right? When this is like your something you're very passionate about, this is almost like a startup. You kind of have to kind of take it until it kind of figures it out. So we have thought, but that, you know what, when you're in struggle, you get the most creative. So mm -hmm. we started a, a merch store and now we're selling merch and the portion goes to the fridge, like a hundred percent goes to the programming that kind of keep food in the fridges. We have done events where, you know, portion of it goes, we've done little, what is it called? Uh, when you do the little tickets, I said, raffle, um, raffle, oh, raffle. We exactly like we had Atomico make a painting for us and we raffled it. And like, these are creative ways that we've been able to like keep afloat. And then, yeah, like it, the, the reality is that right now we are struggling and we only are taking like emergency cases and, and making sure our fridges are full. The, the, the reality. Yeah. You take donations though, right? Cause, so that we can tell yeah. people listening, everyone listening, you can go to their website, buddysystemmia.com, right? And there's a yeah. little, on the top right, there's a donate button, you can volunteer. There are ways to keep afloat, right? Just keep, if you're listening to this and wondering like, oh my God, I want to help, go to their website. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to say that little side note so that people, yeah. and, and you have an Instagram handle too. Um, so I... I, I think it's important to keep it going and, and to, to reiterate to those listening right now that like you, there's something you can do right now. You can go and click and donate or, or call and see how you can volunteer. Um, cause I think it's important. Yeah. Also what, so from the beginning, I'm telling you, like, as we were evolving, like if you know how to make a website, like hit us up, like people kind of, the reason we have a website was because someone volunteered that they were like, I don't have time to go but I can make you a website. I don't have, mm. um, you know, like people got so creative with the way that they were giving back. Someone was like, hey, I, um, I'm immunocompromised, but I can help with partnering people. So we right. had case managers, basically. And this is literally has been a, a trial and error. That's why I say we're so fluid and continuously evolving and always making sure the community is being centered. Another thing you had mentioned was yeah so many people were hitting the, with the toilet paper with fear and it was like we were our intention was like how do we get that energy because we were all anxious and filter it and turn it into like action and turn it into community and turn it into yeah. unity right like these were like things that we were also talking about so many people were kind of moving in fear for us it was like let's ground ourselves and, and see what can we do you know and yeah. um and so yeah we're we're always yeah looking for volunteers one of again the way that's the best for our environment is food rescue teams we currently have a bunch of food rescue organizations that we collaborate with i don't know if y'all know food rescue good samaritan mm -hmm. but basically this food rescue organization they take it upon themselves to collaborate with bakeries supermarkets uh restaurants and they let them know like, hey, we can pick up whatever you are going to throw away. Let me tell you how awesome that has been. Like so many of our community members, local restaurants, local spots, Trader Joe's every week donate food to our fridges. And all we do is... That's amazing. Yeah. And, it, and it's so cool because there's so much that goes to waste that shouldn't or doesn't need to go to waste because it can go to filling up a fridge, putting food in, into someone's you know, table. 
Oh my god, yeah. Like in Whole Foods, they throw out if something's dented, they like throw it out. They like we can't put that on display. And then it's like they throw. I, I mean, the things you hear. I mean, restaurants, we ourselves, we ourselves, supermarkets, throw away we food. waste so much yeah. food. I think someone, one of some celebrity, got made this organization because the Oscar day, all those award days or Golden Globe, whatever, all that food gets thrown out at the end of the day, and it's like crazy amounts of food and amazing yeah. food. And she got like. That that whole thing where you're like, okay, no, don't throw that away. Give it to us, and we will spread it around. There are so many hungry people Shelters, in this country. There's so many, yeah. And this, and there's no need. There's, there's no, no need. need. This country is way too abundant. There's yeah, no need, it's you know? crazy. It's so sad. So I'm really glad that that's another great idea, of course, yeah. because supermarkets, restaurants, people just throw out things that can be eaten, and you know. So that's yeah. we have a calendar. We have a calendar on our website and you can oh. find all the food rescue and volunteer opportunities there. And Great. like, for example, this past week, we had Formula One. They donated all the food that was left over from Formula One, went to the fridges, went to homeless shelters. Like these are ways like to, it's just asking. And again, we have been also been met with like people that who don't kind of who are, are not aligned with our mission. And that's OK. But it's like you kind of see the true colors and we keep moving and we keep collaborating with people who are right. down to support the community. You know, it's not black and white. I think people have this view of people who are food, food insecure. They think that it's like homeless people. They think, but no, it's people like you and me. They look just like us. It's people who are applying for food stamps. The process takes a while. It's people who are students who don't have mommy and papi, who are first generation here, who are struggling, who are, you know, it's like, it's undocumented people who don't qualify for food stamps, right? Like right. this, it looks literally just like you and I, it's people who are maybe here and like, and they're in the process of like establishing themselves in the U.S. Like, I think that's been something else that we've been working on, educating people that like food insecurity doesn't, this is not this one way. It's like so many, it looks so different. It's so many people affected. We're almost at the end of our session and I just... I'll ask you one one question to if we could end it with what you think is the most important thing that you would like to either tell us or what is would be the most important thing for your uh, buddy system organization for us at least today and for those who ha who are going to listen to this is to raise our awareness to make us sensitive to make us palpably sensitive to the reality that's around us and actually a reality that anybody can fall into because we ourselves are, are in general right starving from other things empathy awareness uh, we're sort of numb so what would you like to tell us or say or whatever it is I mean I love that I yeah, I think that the only difference between you and someone who is houseless or experiencing any insecurity is, como, como lo digo? Um, an event in your life that can yeah. take you there. Uh, some A traumatic yeah. event or an accident or a loss Literally, of a job. Like, some people are one paycheck away from being homeless. You know what I mean? Like it's circumstances. Right, right. That's what I'm trying to say. Like the only difference between you and a person who is houseless is circumstances. Mañana yeah. la vida te da vuelta porque la vida es una ruleta, uh -huh. right? Y te, y te vira todo. And so if you think that tomorrow you won't be there or end up there, you're going to get really surprised because life is just a box, a mystery box, right? And so yeah. for me, it's like remembering that. Like mañana that could be you. And, no, and another thing is no somos unos, no somos cien, somos millones, cuéntanos bien. I love that chant. 
I think that's uh, something that I think about often when we're talking about our working class that's still struggling. Why, right? Why isn't our pay rate going up? What is going on? Why are, are Miami people experiencing housing insecurity? Why are we being displaced? Mm-hmm. Ask those questions. And then the next question I want you to ask yourself is, what are we going to do? We are going to save us. So I always tell people, join. You, what is your passion? What are you really something you want to fight for if you're not if you're waking up every day and you're not fighting for nothing you're not living your life if you're not wanting to change something in our miami community like there's so much work we have to do and everyone has a role right like you love art okay let's bring more art to our low-income areas of miami let's let's put more paintbrushes and instruments into those kids hands you love food okay well join a food rescue start your own fridge everybody has a role it's just finding your way you like uh, music okay do an event and like collaborate and, and and bring those funds back to grassroots organizers join a political organization and go and and fight for something because there's a lot of work to do here in miami yeah well yeah. my mission is our single mothers our working class our housing crisis we just organized for a tenant bill of rights here in miami and and a lot of again our people are not going to be displaced we were here and we're going to protect our working class Everybody has a role. That's my message. Go figure out your role. Get curious. Get curious. Thank you, Jessica. It's a beautiful concept, and uh, and it 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 starts with with our own nest in our own home. We forgot about that too. Uh, p- subject for another podcast. People who are in need. I'm sure some of them don't have families, but there are a lot of people who have families, and and families have turned a blind eye because it's inconvenient. So. Uh, it really has to go back to that cell and 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 venture out into the community, which is our our next nest. So, Jessica, thank you. You have a thank beautiful you. energy. Yes. Good luck with your fridges and with all the creations you. that you and your artists can ever come up with. God bless yes. you. I, bless you guys you. are doing thank amazing so work. Like, thank you for uplifting and. And, and these organizations and I think this is part this is your role in our community and I, I want to say thank you for inviting me and for for just putting these voices out there so I want to thank y'all you y'all know your role and I love it you. Thank, thank you. you good luck we'll good be luck watching yes and everyone go to the website <laughs> buddy system mia.com thank you Jessica take care I'll be here to cheer you on that's a mother's All of your success, she says, all the great things ahead. I'll be here when it's time to see you again.